to the Happening Pod on this beautiful Sunday morning, May 31st, actually May 131st, 2020. <laughs> are, we, are we still in 2020? <laughs> I, I, yeah. Flip the day, flip the calendar. Do you think people mind if I like don't edit out the cuss words? Can we just be real or can we? Sure. Okay. I'm t- oh. I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, did, this, did Lucy mess us up? Lucy did not mess us up there. She got close. She Lucy, just. It'd be great if y'all y'all just. That's all right. Jonesy's, right Jones, Jonesy's turn right now to come through here too. So. So we all right when we start the podcast, everybody gets restless in here. I don't know why. They start so running, she just wanted a seat. They start running through the sound system. It's cool. Right. Jonesy. That's all right, Jones. Come on through, man. Just go ahead and get it out. If, if you just get it out of your system. Come on, come on, walk through See, here. But he wants to sit right in front of your lap, and he's going to look at you the whole episode. I'll watch. <laughs> why do you like Uncle B so much? I like him too, but I'm not going to sit in his lap. I'm sorry. On. We'll make do. Well, man, what's been going on? It's good to see you. I hadn't you seen too? you in a couple of weeks uh, since I guess you were uh, kind of getting the uh, Tupelo 49ers under control. That's and correct. I was I getting mean, ready to go on vacation. So you tell can me, see tell from me. the decor, we're rocking and rolling. I got jerseys and bags and balls everywhere and coolers and had tryouts. And it's been a week. Well, you got a good roster. Yes, I we like do, what man. I saw online, yes, man. You do. got a good squad. We, uh, you know, my biggest thing, and everybody. Everybody kind of tells me, for the most part, they're like, you know, gosh, you're young. I said, you know, that's just kind of how it shook out this year. And I wanted to be young because, yes, I want to provide the opportunity for those old guys to play and 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 have their last year of Legion ball in a year where we're not playing for any kind of postseason glory. But build it back up for 2021 so that we got a lot coming back. Man, you and do. We do. You got to. You know, sometimes uh, youth is kind of a good thing. Well, and it, it is, you know what I mean? man. And you know, a lot of a lot of energy there. A lot of our guys get better simply because when we keep a sophomore, and they've been, if they they sit around that guy who's played college baseball, like maybe like a Will Armstead or a Connor Davis for one season. They see, okay, that's how he does things. Right. So maybe I should do them like that too. It's just good. I was kind of in a similar vein growing up. Uh, my dad always made me play on older AAU teams. Yeah. So as a ninth grader, I was playing on seventeen and unders out of Memphis, and I was the worst player on the team. Right. But we were so good, I got to play a lot. You right. know, and you know, you, you carry ten guys on an sure. AAU squad. Everybody gets to play a little bit. Right. Uh, but I learned a lot from those older guys. Uh, you know, some of those guys ended up being pros, like in the NBA. Yeah. And it was really cool. And then some of those guys ended up being they should have been pros. They ended up being gangsters and yeah. And you know, or you know. Uh, underachieve and i learned a lot from both so uh, you're you have good character guys yeah i'm really excited for guys like davis oswalt yeah, yeah man people like that to uh absolutely nettleton stand up for sure we've, we've got man we got a and it's more and more every year it seems like we're branching out to new parts of northeast mississippi to get kids that we normally wouldn't get and that's that's what's exciting man because they get to hang out with guys from tupelo and morville and and itawamba and corinth and it just i don't know man it just when you, it's kind of like D two, Mighty Ducks. When you get, you know, Julie Gaffey, Bangor man, you know, <laughs> Julie the Cat, Julie, the, you know, but like she, they, she they she have doing way better of, than Goldberg ended up. You know, I, if there was any question, if there's anything I could question Bombay's ability is why did he not have Julie in the gold the whole time? I mean, yes, they got to the same result that they probably would have, but so does ter- she give up in four terms goals against in terms Iceland? of the uh, no for sure <laughs> no it's a shutout, <laughs> but uh. You know, the two biggest underachievers in that movie, or not underachievers, but we didn't get to see enough of how good um, Banks was. He was always hurt. Like, he was supposed to be the next Wayne Gretzky, and I never right. got to see him do anything but sit on the sideline and whine a little bit. Yeah. And then the other guy was supposed to be so good, Tex. Oh, uh, uh. The guy who was so good with the puck. Uh, Dwayne. For, yeah, the, Dwayne. the guy from, yeah, he was, he was so good. But, like, in the games, all he did was showboat and yeah. failed and. Yeah. It just frustrated me. But and uh, it, it really took away the spotlight from those life those D two those duck lifers like Aberman yeah. and Gee. Charlie Conway. Yeah, you know. I think Con- Conway became like the coach because yeah. he wasn't good enough to play. Dude, he won the league championship with the triple D. I know. Put his ass on the ice. I I'm I'm with Sometimes you, you want a winner, right? Ain't worth winning if you can't win big. Well, I do want to commend you on two two things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do want to commend you for three things actually. You're a uh, always spot on movie drops. <laughs> You and my friend Jonathan Christian are the two biggest movie buffs I know. Like, y'all have all the movies here. He yeah. I want to take you to his house one day and let they you see, see his, his collection. Stuff. And he's got like a, he's got Nintendo, Super Nintendo, oh, yeah. all that stuff too. And uh, you would enjoy that. Um, but, uh, and your yard is beautiful. It looks good. It looks right good. Now, man. And, man, you look good. Every <laughs> time I see you, you go up a number. So, man, if you were like a, if you were a solid five pre quarantine, <laughs> you're at least a seven and a half right now. And I'm really excited. And that's exponential growth, Mac. You know what I mean? Like, that's a big deal. <laughs> you went up 25% on the hotness meter well, Dur- during a time of unrest today and pandemic. Today is actually my last 
like hardcore day of keto. It's like you were talking about like, let's, right, let's yeah. eat, and I, of course, I you know I thought it was going to be yesterday morning, and I had a, had it worked out, but. Uh, I've started the past two weeks intermittent fasting. So keto ends today and intermittent fasting goes for another two weeks, uh, I if think not longer. I, I, I did that, you know, when I early in the year when I dropped my pounds, yeah, I was doing the exact yeah. same thing. And it's a really good way to lose it. And it's not hard. It's not. It's not hard. It just takes a little uh, bit of getting used to it. Yeah. And my thing is the quickest way to get me sidetracked off an eating plan is to get me stressed. That and this right here. And for those of you that can't see audio, <laughs> I'm holding up a coffee mug. So like from 8 to yeah. 12 every day, I'm pounding coffee. And then from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Are you doing the 14 hours? 16. Eight hours? That's what I did, 16. Yeah. And it's, it's it's noon to 8 is my yeah. eating window. So yeah. it's become a challenge, but I, I'm But, I'm but you can really get it, it in. You know what I mean? You can, you can, I mean, oh yeah. when you eat, let's say, 1,800 calories which is still reduced calories in that eight-hour window, man, you're full. Well, you, you're eating, you know, whereas you would eat, let's say you were trying to drop from 2,700 to 1,800. Instead of eating 900 three times, you're eating 900 twice. But it, it's it's just training yourself, and that's that's the hardest thing, honestly. And there's too many good people in the world, and we, we've discussed this before. There's too many good people in the world that like for you to eat their things. Yeah. Like my nurses being one, like I'll come back from driving. Mac, you want to try Lecha Flan? I know that the Lecha Flan is good, but I need to leave because if I don't leave, I'm going to eat half of that Lecha Flan. My Hispanics at work are like that. They come to wor- they come to work on oh. Friday after I've done really good, and they're like, "Oh, here's Choco Flan. Like, Here's oh. these custard pastries that look like you smell it and you see sugar glistening on it." You know, but anyway. we uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm really proud of you. I'm well, really proud you, of you. Man. And I, and I, I tweeted this the other day, and we're going to get to this later. But before I forget, because I always forget to say things, I'm really proud. Of what you're doing with the 49ers. <laughs> and and I, and I mean that. And I know I know people tell you that all the time. And they are just as proud of you as I am. But I actually know what a coach has to go through in a high school setting to get games scheduled right. and get travel done and things coordinated without a pandemic. And now you're a summer league coach where, <laughs> where it's not as important. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. you know, like, you know, family takes precedent in the summer. Church sure. trips take precedent yeah. in the summer compared to you. And But to get it all organized in the face of the uncertainty right now and 50 – other state, all fifty states yeah. shutting it down. It really speaks to your dedication Ooh. to the sport, but it really speaks to your dedication to the kids. And here's the thing: you know them all, you know of them all, but you don't know them all well. Right. You have to get them on your team first. And you, you're one of those people. You're like a parent who's pregnant with a child. You love them before you get them. That's, that's right. You do. You that's, do. That's and right. You do. That's a and, good way of putting that. And, I've and, never and, thought of it like that. And I really, I really appreciate you for what you do. And well. uh, I've had a bunch of people reach out to me, like Sean Patterson and, yeah, and people sure. like that, to say, "Man." We want to come watch. You know what I mean? Man, like, I'm telling you, the that's that's, and I think I've told you maybe on the podcast before. Those are the most phone calls I'm getting. I'm not getting them from coaches and play. I mean, I'm getting them from coaches and players. And before we had tryouts, people wanting to, but I'm getting text and calls from people saying, "When y'all start, we right. want something to do." Yeah. And you know, there's regulation in place now. You know, and so I'm have to figure that out. But. I've well, talked we'll to the Blue Delta guys, and uh, anytime you want, we'll come throw out that first pitch. Yes. And Nick. Man, I'm telling you, Nick's a really good baseball player. Yeah. He was an all-area player growing up, and he wants to come throw BP. Done. He's, he would love to come on a week a weeknight or a weekend night and just hey, get your guys up there and just let him get behind that well, L-string. What we normally do when we host, like, tournaments or, like, before games, if guys want to get there early, you know, Tupelo High's got the, the mm-hmm. cage behind yeah. left field. I usually let them do it, but if any night he wants to do it, saves my arm. Yeah. And he saves wa- my non-pitcher arm. There is nothing Nick would like to do than to come to work on a Friday with ice on his shoulder and be like, yep. Through four hours, BP the Forty Niners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I know him. He would, he would absolutely love that. But, well, good man. But man, I, I haven't talked to you since I went on my trip. I know, right? I've had some stuff going on. Yeah. So, yeah, how was the trip? Speaking of which, McKinley, I've been on. Man, I tried to figure it up the other day, and I've probably been on fifty or sixty non-work trips in my life as yeah. an adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where I went on vacation and. And either went by myself or went with yeah. somebody that I was with or, you know, a friend's or friend's group. But this one, this time, uh, was the most enjoyable I've ever had. And it, was one, the, you, it was one man. of the shortest. Uh, but, man, uh, you know, I, I went with the uh, the girl that uh, that I'm dating. Yeah, you know, yeah, we've yeah. been talking about. And um, I rented a silo, an old renovated, refurbished silo. This, man. And, man... It, I didn't want to talk about it on the last podcast because I don't I don't know if she always listens, but I didn't want to give away the surprise. Yeah, you know, yeah. We went and man, it was amazing. It was like staying in a castle tower. 
That's cool. I mean, it was every the the, the stairway went around the outside of Castle the, Rocky the, Top. Yes, <laughs> Castle Rock Top. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, uh, it was just really nice and, and relaxing. And we went to uh, Cades Cove, which you know, you have to kind of be creative during the pandemic because not everything was really open yet. But we went to Cades Cove, and ah, crap, you not. We saw four bears. No, you never see bears at Cades Cove. You hear about it. Yeah. But we saw four at one time right there, like a big one and two little ones and a medium size. It's amazing. It just, you lock people up for a while and what the animals decide. They I know. Want yeah. I mean, now we're, we, you I know. I was at Bulgaria. There was like 700 sheep roaming. Yes. <laughs> and nobody's here. We're going to we, go check it out. We ate, a, we ate a great meal while we were there. There was a restaurant open called uh, the Walnut Kitchen. It's like a, a, a KOK, but of yeah, Maryville, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. And I took her to my old hometown, Seymour, where I'm going to be the mayor one day, and I showed her that. And then on, uh, before we came back, we stopped Amen. and we stopped. <laughs> I am, man. I'm telling you. Well, I'm glad to see that you're thriving in the face of adversity it was good. as well. Man. Yeah, and so it was fun. Awesome. And um, I tell you some. I, I'll be honest. Uh, this is a weird territory for me with uh, with the girl that I'm dating because we're at that time where like we've been dating for a while, and you don't know. All right, should I push the gas here? Or DTR I, or, or should I pull the, the relationship here? yeah like you know or should I pull the reins and like you know I'll just say like it's one of those weird things you know from my last one uh when yeah. I, that I was in I, you know we lived together yeah and this is kind of different you know she has a, a wonderful yeah. child who I think hung the moon and uh yeah so this trip was a good kickoff for that well, good you know, man. it was really good for that so I'm glad to hear that I've been doing some other stuff during this pandemic and it's been interesting for me uh I've been investing in the stock market Using those investment apps. You know, we talked about them a long time ago, and we were coaching together, and we kind of got on the Acorns thing and the Stash thing. But I've been using Stash and Robinhood, and, man, I'll be honest with you, I've been following day trader Dave Portnoy from our Dude, (laughs) it's amazing the guys that that have money and get involved, they're like, they got it going on. They do. They'll spend all day. I mean, like Dave specifically. This is a buyer. Travis does it, too. It's a buyer's market right now because everything tanked at the first of the pandemic. Everything went in the floor. And if you weren't scared and you bought, it's all creeping back up. That's right. You know, um, tell me a little bit about, and I'll tell you a little bit about my investment strategy. I like to get, of course, everybody everybody likes to buy low and sell high. That's just common knowledge. Uh, I like to buy after the drop. Sure. So this was kind of good for me in that regard. But I like to buy new. Yeah. That's my thing. When something comes out and it's new, like when they first become public, I like yeah. to jump on it. I remember when I was younger when East Bay, the magazine East, came out. I loved East Bay. I know. They became that public. That was a way to the mailbox yeah. thing. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. They, they became public. And I remember I was young and my stepmother and my dad who were into some investing some back then. Like I remember them talking like, it's going to go public at $4 a share. And it's going to be like $18 a share within two days. And Remember they bought it and they watched it for two days and all of a sudden they sold it at like twenty bucks a share and then yeah. it, and then it went back down. But I remember like oh, so well, East get- Bay was like the Amazon before it was. I mean like LL Bean and stuff like those those type of catalogs. Man, I mean that was that was virtual shopping before there was. But the, you had to dial an eight hundred number and you the know, two coolest things to get as a kid were to get the uh, the East Bay magazine. And to get the uh, week the, the the school book fair list at school, like you know they have the book fair and you get oh. that list. And like I, you go home, you're like, oh, I want this one, I want this one, I want this. One. And then you go back the next I, day. With my your mom money. had one of those those cookie tins that they put sewing stuff in, but she also put change in it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Made there would be change. nothing but sewing stuff <laughs> once the book fair was on on the way because I would buy, I'd buy Jordan poster, I get a book, <laughs> I ain't read nothing. A, yeah, I mean I I'd get anything that I could get my hands on. Did uh did y'all get Weekly Reader, that thing that came out when you were in school? Like, every Friday, every kid in the class got a thing called Weekly Reader, and it was like current events and like... Oh, yeah, yeah, It was yeah. like a two... We, we got that, and we got... There's something else at the same... Oh, SI for Kids. We got the same right, thing. Well, I got SI for Kids at home. We didn't yeah. get it at school. Yeah. The, sc- the school did it and got like 20 copies so that they could... Right. They were trying to make the library like, you yeah. know, appealing, I guess. Seymour, Tennessee was a little bit more, when I was a kid, a little bit more rural. Yeah. So, like, that we were hillbilly mountain folk. So, yeah. that, you know, it was like... School book fair and sure that's about it. But SI for kids was a big deal for me because I remember it had the cards in there. Oh, you and you could pull them yeah. out and tear them. Out. Dude, that, yeah, was that, was, that was awesome. I would actually read the articles. Like that was you know we had the library time. It's like <laughs> all right, you got twenty five minutes. You remind me of the adult I, reading I, the Playboy I, magazine. I even read the articles. <laughs> <laughs> I think all it is, is articles. Doing this for the articles. You remember when the biggest thing ever as a fourteen or fifteen year old kid be like, hey, I got my older brother's Playboy. Like it was that was a big deal. Yeah. All right, I gotta I gotta tell you this because it's it's just it's on my mind now that you said it. So me and a few buddies that lived not far from here, we lived in Lee St- Acres. Stones right behind, throw away. Like right behind Tupelo Middle School, that neighborhood, <clears throat> Lee Acres, great place to grow up. 
and we had like five or six of us that lived in a group of Alex Carrington, former Buffalo Bills defensive. Yes. I mean, we just we had just a just a melting pot of this the diverse kids neighborhood group. But we were all guys, and then like all of our sisters and stuff had their friends. But like the guys always hung out. But right behind Connie's, there's a thicket of pine trees. I know where that is. Yeah. Okay. So now it's a storage unit, but it yeah. used to just be some guy's property, and thankfully he was a just a sweet old man, and we all had go-karts and bikes at the time. So he's like, it was the only plot of land open in that area. So he was like, he told our parents, he said, if y'all want to ride, let, let them ride. Just be careful, you know, wear your helmet. So we did. But we kind of made that like our home. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, so we would find stuff on the side of the road, and we started to build a fort clubhouse lair whatever you want to call it and we had this old fridge that we didn't i mean it wasn't on obviously it was in the middle of the woods but we i forget who it was but one of our buddies found a a playboy somewhere mm-hmm. and he stuck it in the freezer yes the freezer compartment so like everybody like <laughs> we would hustle at like 3 30 after school every day just like you could hear another guy's go-kart motor it was like all right he's gone i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go mom i gotta go so we'd take off and we'd all go over there and and it was, that Playboy was like I don't know why but it was so stupid. It was looking a, back. It was it a was, rite of passage for you to find one or get one. Yeah, like back then, you know. Yeah, well, once you had it, it was like it was cooler to have a Playboy than it was just to look through a Playboy. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember the first time that I ever encountered one, I was twelve years old and I was at the Arkansas State <laughs> basketball camp, and <laughs> my dad and I roomed together because I didn't I didn't live with my dad, but I would. Uh, I, uh, this was actually the summer I moved in with him. But we would go to Arkansas State basketball camp. He would take six or seven of his players, yeah, and they would go play. And I would always tag along and go play because I was younger than them. And we would always stay in the same room. Well, I, my big kick was to go pizza after every day of yeah. camp, go hang out with the older guys because sure. I was a little more mature. And yeah. I remember busting. There was a big crowd outside of a room, and everybody was ooing and ah, and I was like. What are they doing in here? You know, and there was like ten guys in the yeah. room, and I, I was like, kind of squeezed through some guys, and they were like holding one up, you know, like a big old centerfold, and it was one of them WWE women. But I remember like being like, oh, "What? What is going on here?" And hey, can I hang around for a little bit? So, but anyway, I remember that it was my first Come time. Come on in here, little guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drink I, this I've been fresca. With way too many of those guys. Yeah, but you know they're the same guys that ride at the back of the basketball bus. Yes, you know what I mean. So, yes. But it, I remember that. But I don't even really know how we got on that conversation. <laughs> I don't know. And part of me regrets it, but it needed to. It needed to be said. Hey, this is an over eighteen podcast. Uh, it it's cool. And the only only young folks that listen to Vandiver's kids when he makes them listen <laughs> in the car. He doesn't listen anyway. But speaking of some grown up stuff. Um, I do want to talk about something that's been going yeah. on, and we would be remiss if we didn't mention this. Um, there's been a lot of civil unrest in the country recently, Ooh. and um, you know, the COVID virus, uh, COVID nineteen has, has been going on, you know, for about three months now, and uh, just like everything else, though, something always kind of comes in and kicks out the old news, and uh, something bigger is actually going on than a virus right now. And it's, it's a different type of virus. Um, and it's, uh, it's one that's kind of breaking our country apart right now. And it is unfortunate that it's still here and it's been here since the dawn of time. And it is the virus of racism. And I, it's not something you actually catch. Uh, I think it's something that's learned, uh, because we as kids don't know what it is. And, um, right, right now, um, there's been a, uh, a tragic event up in, was it Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, everybody knows what's going on. So we don't have to delve too much into actually what happened. Uh, but there was the murder of George Floyd, and I want to call it what it is. It was a murder. Um, you know, it should not have happened uh, by a, a law enforcement officer up there. And um, I'll just, real quick before we get into the t- conversation, just to kind of catch everybody up to speed, um, I can't watch the video. I just can't. I won't. I know how it ends. Like Titanic, I know what's going on. Yeah. I can't watch it. Uh, it. It gets me too upset and too fired up. Um, but we're going to talk about what our feelings on it, and we're not going to get political because uh, we don't talk politics here until maybe the election. But um, McKinley, things like this have to stop. There are times when there are times when uh, when action is justified. There are times when uh, there needs to be aggression and uh, necessary force used. There are there absolutely are times like that. This was not one of those. A man was murdered on the streets in front of people with their phones out because of a bad check forgery. Uh, whatever, whatever. No, it doesn't matter. Did he kill another human? No, then do not kill him. Um, so I, I just want to say I haven't seen the video, but I've seen enough accounts of it that I know what happens, and I know how long that he was struggling, and I know that he yelled out for his mother who had already been dead, and that terrifies me, and it, and it breaks my heart. Um, 
And it's led to a lot of actions throughout the United States right now. They're going on a lot of uh, looting and riots and stuff like that. So before you and I talk about that, give me your thoughts on what transpired and why things like that still happen. I, I think it would be easier for me to say how I think the problems start before I can yeah, delve into yeah, how for we sure. get a solution. But I am always a believer that there are still good people in this world. I, I am. I see it every day. You see it every day. Everybody sees it every day. You see good. But I think the volume of bad people is growing in number by the day. It is. I do, and that, and and when I say bad people, I don't want anybody to think that I'm talking about criminals that are getting arrested, because there's cops that are bad people, there's criminals that are bad people, there's 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 people in politics and in the religion setting that are bad people. Every walk of life has bad people. A hundred percent, and stuff like this always rears its ugly head when. Okay, so so this specific instance. I mean, to me, I don't see it as any different from any of the other instances mm-hmm. where, you know, someone was uh, was murdered. Especially or, recently. Man. I mean. The guy, know, the guy running down the street, the lady, Brianna. Ahmaud Ta- Arbery. Yeah. I mean, that, the Brianna Taylor woman, if that was her. So I, I think what happens is, and this, this I don't know this because, see, and, and this is what I think is going to be a solution I'll talk about in a minute. The conversations from the people that are committing these crimes and the ones that are are reacting, everything they're doing is out of fear. Yes. And I'm talking about policemen, too. They're doing these things out of fear. And it's not that I'm not sympathetic, because I'm telling you, I'm not brave enough to wear a badge and a gun every day. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And I have an immense amount of respect Same. for people got family that, members that, that, that risk their lives. I mean, I mean let's be honest here. They are risking their lives at every any day. time, any moment. Somebody at any traffic stop, yeah, at any crosswalk, anywhere, they could be shot because they're very vulnerable. Because they carry yeah. a badge, because they carry a gun. Yes, you know what I mean. They are vulnerable. And then the people that they're apprehending, that they're arresting, they're equally as guilty to me. I mean, in other words, the one message I could get across to any people of walks of life—black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever—do not resist because. For the good cops out there, I think that they actually will explain to you why you you know they're not they're the, the good people out there that happen to be law enforcement officers. They they will explain to you. Look, you 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 can't do this. You just just be compliant, and things will go better for you. I promise. I know yeah. this is horrible right now. And then for the bad cops, it's like seeing red. Mm-hmm. So like there has to be what what I am ultimately getting at. People have to calm down and rest their brain for a minute and actually have useful conversation. People of power, people out of power, we have to sit down as human beings and say to each other, how do we fix this? Because we don't want you to hate us, and, and, and we don't want to hate you. And I don't. I don't hate anybody. You know, like, but, like, the, the, the other solution to me is... We've got to quit lumping every single instance like it's the last. Mm-hmm. Cases need to be taken one by one. There is no justice system because we all we do, it's a revolving vicious right. circle. Like I mean, it, you know, it. it, it I, I could I could probably talk on this for three hours, but like there's there's just so many instances where you know what that time I agree with the police officer, but this time no, I did not. It was wrong what he did. But that time, that's like I've said, every case is different, a little different to me. And if you react the same way that the last person did and it didn't end well for them, you cannot expect it to go well for you, whether you're the law enforcement officer or the criminal. And I'm, I'm not just lumping it as law enforcement officers. I mean, it, but, but that's, that's what gets on TV. The third problem I think we have is the problem with the things like the – what has recently happened, there are too many people unconcerned. Like, you can't look me in the face and tell me you're concerned if you're videoing a man dying. Right. In any fashion. Agreed. I don't care if it's from a from force from a police officer or getting eaten by a anaconda. 
If you are filming that, you are not part of the solution. It's You're like part Seinfeld, of the problem. It's like the Seinfeld episode where they all went to jail because they didn't help out. <laughs> I mean, it's real. But I, I, I'm so – and it, see, that's the thing that media, I think, makes this as a problem is it's not cool to be middle anymore. And I'm middle. Yeah, I'm an independent. It's not – I mean – but this specific situation, as far as police and criminals are involved, I would never film it. But how do I react if I see it happening? Because if I go get in between the law enforcement and the criminal, you're then I'm killed. the criminal. Yep, you're the criminal. So that, that has to be reformed. That has to be reformed. It has to, in some form or fashion. And see, the, the, the worst part... I tell you the other thing that that bothers me too, and this is this is this bothers me. Social media, people get on social media just to say things so that they appear, you know, more politically correct than they are. Like right now, I don't think is the time for, and this will sound crazy, white people to be getting on Twitter and saying, "I don't know what it's like to be, I don't know what it's like to be black." To all my black brothers and sisters, you can think that, man, but don't put it on Twitter. Go act at it. Right, yeah. You know, go call one of your friends that Fred happens Park to be from a different race. And go to, go to the rally. And, and but see, that's the thing. They're willing to put it on Twitter, but they're not willing to go to something right. that the, the people that they're supposedly defending are supporting. That's, I mean, that's yep. that's the bridge that has to be uh, gapped. I mean, it has to be gapped. It has to be bridged. I mean, it, you know, I, I... So, but see, I will be criticized for being silent. Well, I'm not being silent right now. No, nope, we're talking, talking about, you about it. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody asks me this same opinion, I'm a little nervous today. Of course, all of my parents, they're concerned about baseball. I've got a parent, baseball parent meeting at 3.30. Mm-hmm. But because of recent events, I'm a little worried that somebody may say something. Because I can tell you this, we're traveling to right outside New Orleans to play this summer. Right. Which will be a hot zone. It already was for coronavirus. Yep. I figured I had to answer those questions. But now with major cities doing this, I'm wondering, am I, and I don't think I'm not criminal, I'm not, I'm not incriminating my parents because I, I think they're just mostly concerned about baseball. And their and kids. Too, and their kids. But I'm a little nervous about how i got to answer that. But right. I'm going to give them the same answer I just gave you. It may be vague. It may be fence riding, but it's, it's what I think. I mean, it really is what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of weird. How do we police the police? You know, everybody has checks and balances. We do. Our president. Everybody is supposed to. Everybody's supposed to. Where's the check? Where's the balance? You know. You know, this is me speaking. I'm an independent. I'm right in the middle. You know, a lot of time, a lot of my political voice is not really loud. Um, More times than not, I'd vote for the guy who I'd rather have a beer with, and the guy that probably aligns with my political views. Sure. uh, Which is not the way to go about it. Um, But there's no checks or balances, and you know, and I. I don't think the destruction of your city through riots is the way. Absolutely not. For 90% of this time that's going on, Memphis was under control. Late last night, they kind of lost a little bit. But but they were good. They were like the... The they were the standard they were for the first right. couple they, hours. They were and for the first day, yeah. literally. Last night, I think a, a, some of the hotheads stuck around. It was a long day. People been drinking. You know what I mean? Like doing whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? And it kind of got a little unruly on Beale Street last night. Yeah. But compared to everywhere else, I think it was okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just I I really wonder who there is to watch those folks, and it leads me to this. Um, I don't think rioting is okay. I do not. Um, sometimes it's the only way. Some, let me phrase that. Sometimes people feel like it's their last way, their only way to get this apart. I prefer the peacefulness. I prefer walking I and chanting. Let's look, um, because if we do what they want us to do, what they think we're going to do, we are who we thought they were. You know what I mean? Yes. So let's don't do that. You know, um, I wish that the people who are affected by this, we all are, but I mean, I yeah. wish the people who feel personally affected by this um, would quit spending their money. Just quit spending it at those at those white establishments. I'm just being honest. No, don't, no, don't, no. Don't spend it at white establishments. Um, go to your courthouse steps. Trash that building. Don't tear down Jimmy's uh, biscuit house. That guy's trying to make a living. Well, go, go, go to where it hurts. Go to the politician's house. Well, and that's that's you what know. I was going to get at too, man. Is is now? If there's ever a time for leadership, it's now. Mm-hmm. If you're a leader, you if you were elected or appointed to 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 be involved in one of these situations. You have to be on the forefront. So I, you know, I I question our current leadership at the top, uh, his his reaction to this, and other leaders as well. I kind of wish they would all get on the same page. If there's ever a time for some unity and some uh, bipartisanship, 
it is now because this is going to take down both sides. You know what I mean? It's it's. A, I feel. I almost feel like a new world order. You know, coming on. Does that well, make sense? and you know, this is happening in forty five cities in the country. I am right not now. somebody, Brian, that sees race. Me either. I may look dead in the face at a black guy that I've known for quite some time. I don't like that guy. It's not that I don't like him because he's black. I don't like him. Right. And there may be a, a a black guy that I know and I've known forever that I may say, yeah, that's my buddy. But I don't yeah. say it's my black guy. It's my friend. My I've just known him for quite some time. Yeah. And he's a good guy. And and that that's – Delvin Zinn and KB and Tay are my favorite players I've ever coached. They're not my favorite black players. No. They're my favorite pla- – and Ty, they're my favorite players, period. You know, I coached at West Union. We did not have one African American player on that team. Yeah, and I did not enjoy any of them more than I enjoyed Pontotoc. I mean, it's just we, you and I don't differentiate like that. Well, and and that's that's the thing, man. It's it's there's there's this is amazing to me. Yesterday, yesterday, May thirtieth, twenty twenty, we went to space. It was, was the third most important thing that happened. Yesterday. I know. How crazy is that? Literally, we have discovered aliens during the pandemic, and we went to space, and nobody cares. And and you know what? Because of the problems going on, I get it. I I understand why. But like, I don't. I think there's too many people out there that wake up every morning and say, "How can I wreak havoc today? Yeah. How can I cause trouble? How can I stir things up?" And that goes back to the leaders. Have open forum. Open your door. Answer calls of numbers you don't un, that you've never seen. Take meetings. Be safe. But but. You got to hear people, man, and that that you know those people that are elected, especially. I encourage anybody to go vote. You know, if you if you want change, wherever you're from, whether it be mayor, governor, you know, Congress, presidential, whatever. If you don't like what's going on, go vote for somebody different, because that's the only real voice that 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 happens anymore. And now it's even so skewed that you don't even know if your voice counts. And that I, I just. I hate this, man. I hate I, – I just always think back to times when you didn't think about stuff like this. And you know what the best, like, example I can give of this Give this is? All of this stuff has happened right after the entire country, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, you name it, watched five Sundays in a row a black man capture our minds for two hours on ESPN. Yeah. And nobody – Nobody likes Michael Jordan because he's black. Everybody likes Michael Jordan because he's the best. But that, that, it just blows my mind that, that everybody – it almost felt like on Sunday nights, even for just a little while, we were all united a little bit. But now, back to reality. And, I, you know, that's it's, – it's, it's, it's painstaking, man. It, it really is. And I, I, I just – the only thing, and the best, the, the best people out there, I think, that are reacting to this right now are the people that are saying, instead of doing things radical, because I, I, I want to mention this, and I'm, I'm sorry that, that, that I didn't think of this earlier, but I thought about this when I was walking the dogs earlier. There's a reason that ra- the term radical groups are used. Peaceful protesters, there is nothing wrong with them. I have never been bothered by a peaceful protest. I probably will never participate in a protest because it's just not my thing. I don't, I, I, I'm not loud and I'm, I don't want to call it obnoxious, but I don't like screaming in big crowds and stuff like that. But radical groups, they call them radical groups because if you look up the definition of radical, it is, you know, I mean, I could do it right now, but it's probably something along the lines of insane measures to get a point across. And that's, Radical people, I have nothing for. Regardless of where you stand, I don't believe in radical. Because radical is what causes things like yesterday to happen. You're right. And things like a week ago to happen. Yeah. It just, it, there's, those, it's those people that wake up every day and say, one, how can I get attention? And two, how can I piss people off? How yeah. can I how, how can I be combative? Pot? Yeah. And, and Morgan Freeman, and this is actually, I don't know if this is still his stance, but about 10 years ago, he had a quote. And it says, do you want to know how to stop racism? Quit talking about it. Yeah. And I believe that. And now we've, we've gone way past that. But the conversations need to be amongst educated people. Yeah. Not radical. Because I don't consider radicals educated. I agree. Not properly, I anyway. Agree. Well, to, to 
change the subject but stay within the subject. One thing that I think has gotten me through a lot of this tough time and downtime we've had going on and highs and lows in the last three months has been conversations with friends like you. Sure. You know what I mean? And uh, people that I whose opinion I really value. Uh, of course, I've been spending time with, with the lady I'm dating. But another thing that I've been doing a lot of, I've been listening to a lot of music. Yes. And, you know, man, music is one of those things that kind of soothes your soul. Absolutely. You know, um, just like comfort food, at, man. At, some, at certain times, the, the, the beat gets you. At certain times, the yeah. lyrics get you, depending on the mood you're in. And, man, I've been listening to a lot of music and a lot of uplifting things to get me through and uh, to make me uh, feel better about what's going on. And uh, I would like to encourage other folks um, to, to do that as well. Find music that you like that doesn't make you sad. Listen to it. Uh, get on these musicians' live streams. They're, they're speaking yeah. good, positive messages. And, you know, don't use it as fuel. No. Use it as a fire extinguisher. Yeah, for sure. For your like, mind. Yeah, like when you're down and sad, don't listen to breakup songs. Listen to right. something positive. So right yeah. now, don't listen to don't listen to sad songs. Right. You know what I mean? Like listen to things that make you feel better and give you hope. And uh, to kind of change the subject about the music, as I listen to this music, it helps me because it changes my thoughts. So, for instance, I'm, I'll quit thinking about the pandemic or the riots, and I'll start thinking about, oh, where'd this band go? Or there's a song I've never heard before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or something like that. So it, it kind of got me thinking the other day when this happened. Um, I was listening to a 19, late 80s, early 90s playlist. And uh, some musicians came on. And they only had like one or two hits. And uh, it kind of got me thinking about people who were awesome and came out really strong and fizzled out for some reason or another. So I have made a list of a few bands whose careers were cut short for some reason or another, not like because they like died in a plane crash right. or something, but like, and are people that I wish would make a comeback. Yeah. So before I give a couple of mine, I want you to tell me a few of yours, because I know you're a big music guy. So, you know, as I delve into yes. that, who are a few folks that you were like, man, I, so, wish, I wish they had a bigger catalog of work. So I, I thought about this when I was walking, and there was one that just really stuck out in my head, because I have songs from all of these groups, and some of these groups have the same musicians that have just retread and found some new, you know found a new drummer or whatever but the 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 trio the the triumvirate of rage against the machine okay audio slave and soundgarden it it was a different was it called velvet revolver no. it, it maybe even velvet revolver but chris cornell is who right. i'm thinking about and then of course rage like i I just got through saying, "Don't listen to music that fuels you." But this is I didn't listen to it. If you, I, mean, I got to listen to it to pump up for a ball game or right. something. But like, I know that there was dissension within the bands, and you know, like Chris Cornell has hopped around and, and joined different groups. You know, but like, rest in peace. Absolutely. But I always wanted them just to be one group and mm -hmm. just keep going. Like it, I think it was. I think it was. It was like Tom Morello, Chris Tom Cornell, Morello, Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, and then who was the? Uh, Oh God! I, I should have looked this up before. Was you it Stone Temple, Temple Pilots? Were they the other part of the group? Maybe. So it was. But it like was. That. It was all like from the early to mid '90s through like the early 2000s. It was some form or fashion of those musicians within each group, and they would just say, "Well, I don't want to stop doing music, but I'm going to be this group now." And all the other guys are not going to be the original, but I, I, I need to look that up because I. I, I it's but, all well, the same kind of sound in music, and like I think a sound goes. Uh, Soundgarden, like Black Hole Sun, is like that sounds just like Audio Slave, and that you know, like. Yeah. But I, I loved, I loved that era of music, and and those bands, like, just still, have, I've still got some of my phone saved that I paid for, right? That I still listen to, and it, it just, I always wanted them to, to keep going. But well, two of mine that I, I listen to a lot of eighties, uh, nineties pop, and I listen to eighties country. Restless Heart was a real good country band yeah. from the eighties, and they had a song called "The Bluest Eyes in Texas." <laughs> And Big Wheels, like, they were awesome. They were, for about a year and a half, they were the second biggest country music band in the world behind Alabama. Yeah. Maybe around 87, 86, yeah. 87. And then all of a sudden, they just quit. Like, hey, Brussels yeah. Heart's breaking up. And I never heard anything from them. And you know why I think that is? It's specifically with the country genre. In that age, the 80s and 90s, you had to keep cranking out hits. Yeah, you did. You know, like... Mark Chestnut's a guy that we kind of, I mean, he had a nice little run for a couple years there, and then it was kind of like, why'd you quit, man? I he love just released stuff. a new album. I promise he did. Oh, well, I got to check it out then. <laughs> but, 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 but you know what I'm saying? That yeah. was a tough time to be a country group because you had, that was country's greatest era in the 80s and 90s when yeah. you had George and Garth and Alan and Tim and, you know, like just guys, that, even guys that are still singing now that were the, 
the new crop, like your Brad Paisleys and Kenny Chesneys of the world were like the country rookies then. Yeah. So like it was, but they had to keep cranking out songs or people quit listening. I, it was just always so weird. Another group that I wish would have been a real deal. And this is just, this always blew my mind. I even thought about this as a kid. So I remember, you remember Millie Vanilli? Yeah. Blame it on the rain. Baby, don't lose my number. (laughs) Okay, so we all know the story of Millie Vanilli. Two handsome guys, dancers, blah, blah, blah. But there was some older, unattractive, like, black guys who actually did the singing. That's right. In the studio. So my thought was always this. All right, we caught you lip singing, lip syncing, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Where are the other guys? That's who I want. Yeah. I want, okay, cool. We got Jimmy and Bob over here singing yeah. these songs. Like, they sing Blame It on the Rain. Well, give me them. And I've always right. wondered, that would have been a perfect time for them to be like, all right, we're actually going to let you have these guys. And you got to wonder how that transpired. Like, if they both look like Luther Vandross and Peebo Bryson, I don't care. They but that sing. was probably like one of those deals where they were like, they, they, got, they were fed up and they yeah. were like, look, man, you guys are the face, but we're the ones putting all this good music out like, right and you know they got caught everybody kind of knew it was happening but they got caught uh on stage one night and they were singing and it was uh they were playing blame it on the rain and like the audio track got caught on blame it uh-huh. on blame it on, and it was just like they were done you know what i mean That's when that it. happened they were done and now if that happened nobody would care because everybody dances and sings the tracks you know what i mean yes. like you know it's, it's like you know yes. you saturday night live it, oh, remember yeah, ashley absolutely. simpson she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, I, mean, I remember that, was, that fiasco. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like in a different era, Millie Vanilli would have been huge. But I want the guys who actually did the singing. Yeah. Like that, man. that was that was a group that I thought, man. Kenny Lattimore. <laughs> I had never heard of Kenny Lattimore <laughs> until episode nine of Last Dance. For ever. Sure, for sure. But yeah, that was that was something that I, music, you know, it kind of gets me going through this, and it that was just a thing that came in my brain, like bands that I would want to see. Make a comeback or have a little yeah, bit absolutely. of a longer lifespan. So you had a good one there. I like yours. That was good. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that. I didn't think you were expecting that. But I, I, I was just, not. I, I just always remember that, man. And, and, and like, because I, I don't keep in, in tune and with music as you do. But, like, when stuff's good, I'm like, man, I'm going to keep listening to that. And then all of a sudden one day it was like, what happened to Rage? And it's like, oh, they're not Rage anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, what are they now? Well, they're nothing. And then. You hear you hear a sound garden or an audio slave say, "Time out, that's rage." I mean, no, 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 it's audio slave now. And you're like, "Oh, okay, my well, bad. That's good too." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, some other things that are going to get us through this hard time: sports. <sighs> They're coming back. Praise God. I know, right? I know a few episodes of the podcast ago, I said I wasn't missing them. I've started missing them, dude. I'm not going to lie. I've begun to miss sports a little bit. Yeah. Just not even watching them. Not even going to them. Just. Just them, them being just on, them being, being available. There. Give me something else. Right now, I watched a UFC fight last night. I've watched a na- couple of NASCAR races. I've watched Bundesliga five weeks in a row, or five weekends in a row. I mean, ever since they've started playing without fans. I mean, I've, I've watched it just because it's live sports. Can I tell you, speaking of things I've been watching, there is a movie that I have grown fond of. I know it's going to sound funny that I say this, but I've probably seen it like six to eight times now. But I've never seen it start to finish, but I catch it in spots, so I've seen the whole thing. Kung Fu Panda. Ah, it's been a minute. It's pretty good. It has been a minute. Pretty funny. I, I took my niece to see that when she was like four. It, every time that I go over, um, little man over there, Tatum's son, yeah. I mean, uh, Layla's son Tatum, he's always over there kind of doing his thing. And I watch it, and it's hilarious. Jack Black it's, is, it's, is, is yes, good in, in any medium, yes. Yeah. And I've been following Jack Black and uh, through this pandemic on instagram yeah he ain't lost it a bit no he's, he, st- he's still jack black. He, he is still jack Absolutely. black but i've been i've been <laughs> i've been catching up on my movies and stuff like that a little bit more uh hadn't watched much tv if i watch anything right now it's of course been the office little friends the, the office uh, is always just workaholics like, yeah, always sunny in philadelphia yeah. I, right now i'm listening i'm watching things that make me laugh yeah, yeah, same nothing here. too in-depth and serious but uh but back to sports um i'm excited about basketball coming back and i am really excited about this possible playoff format they might do. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. I, anything they want to do is fine by me. I feel a little butthurt about it being a Grizzlies fan because they're trying everything they can do to get Zion in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. But the Grizzlies were three and a half games up, but it's whatever. But, yeah. you know, uh, I'm excited basketball's coming back. Um, who do you think wins it all? Because remember who I predicted a year ago? I do. Lake Show. And I'm sticking with mine. I'm going with the Clips. Okay. Would they they would meet up in the semis based, right now? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. in the sixteen team tournament, sixteen team format. They, they would meet, meet up in the semis because the Bucks were the one seed and they'd right. be the two and the three. Right, that's right. Isn't that right? Wow, 
But you think about the potential of that th- those semifinals. Like I forget who was fourth. It was uh, I looked at it yesterday. Bucks and oh god, who was fourth? The Celtics. Maybe it may have been the Celtics. Bucks, Celtics. Yeah, Bucks, Celtic, and then Lakers, Celtic, and then the two LA teams. And, so it, like, would, and it would be like an Eastern Conference. Truth, Western that's probably what it would have wound yeah, up being this anyway, year. You know, because the Celtics, I think, are the second best team in the East. But yeah, I, th- I think so too. And the Sixers are pretty good. But they're good. But, but they're good. And and I that's you know, I don't trust any team with Ben Simmons on the perimeter because he got to shoot at some. That's it. In this gonna, league, in the playoffs, you do. They're going to make him. They're going to make in him this the league. <laughs> ain't no doubt. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. I think the Lakers are going to win it because um, I really feel like LeBron's been working harder than anybody else. He has oh, yeah. to right now. And That's uh, what's going to show up to make this playoffs exciting is what you do the last two months. Yeah. Because I've been at it. Yeah. You know? No, you're right. And uh, he, it's funny how LeBron has uh, morphed into uh, the actor Delroy Lindo. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people say he looks like Kimbo Slice. A couple videos, he looks like Kimbo. <laughs> he, <laughs> he does. Kimbo. He does. I was like, good Lord. He does. Uh, but moving from one sport to another. Baseball does not look so good right now. No. What are your thoughts on this baseball and the return and the negotiations amongst players and coaches, uh, owners and players? Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm torn, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I am not a scab guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch baseball that has scabs. Me neither. I'm just not. I think just like everything else that's going on, there has to be better conversations than this is our proposal, and okay, okay, screw you. We're not going for that. Yeah. There has to be sit-downs with players union and and the owners multiple of them arbitration uh, uh, yes absolutely but it's a terrible look for major league baseball because and I'll say, I'll say this too the nba has a leg up because they have already started you know had baseball already started i don't think that we're quite in this conversation but i think it is i think there's two things that are ridiculous one i think it's ridiculous what players are paid specifically for baseball and specifically for pitchers because health he- health of pitchers is so shaky. You know, you sign a 10-year deal and you don't pitch four of them, but you're still getting paid. Like, I, if I was an owner, I would have a problem with that. But in the same vein, players don't go to watch owners. Mm-hmm. And, again – Fans don't go or, to watch or, or, Yeah, fans don't go to watch owners. So there has to be some kind of common ground. I, I, I think the proposal was crap. Mm-hmm. The current proposal is crap. I mean, you can't take a player, but and this is where this is where I'm a fence rider on this. You can't look at a player in the eye that's supposed to make twenty million dollars a year and say, "All right, we're going to give you one million this year." Like, come out. No, no, we're not. And then, but at the same time, if you're that player, do you really want to play baseball or do you really want to make money? Right. Do yeah. The the brand of the sport's going to hurt if they don't play. And, all of baseball people will suffer because as of a pre- as people like yourself and I who are in tune with professional sports, we get that that money that they're supposed to get paid is theirs. We yeah, get that. I get it. But as general Americans who probably make less than a hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah. um, it's hard to look at somebody and go, "You ain't gonna play for three million dollars." Yeah, a, a game that I played for, I used to have to pay money to play for. It, 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 like, yeah, it doesn't set well with no. the everyman, you know. So and that's where I think, uh, and, it, and it really doesn't set well with, uh, yeah, with your white folks black folks that work hard you know what i mean like oh all, yeah all, any any yeah, middle, the middle, middle class. class that's what i'm talking about like yeah i mean you know middle class americans and they're not going to support it no you're, you'll keep the hispanics that's what i'm trying to get at. oh yeah you'll, but it's yeah. everything to them. yeah but but you're 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 americans uh you well know. ron polk has spoke on this before he spoke at our banquet uh two years ago and this uh, he's he does this at several different banquets i've heard it but he says you know i've coached here for years and years and years and i've even spent time in cuba in the dominican republic he said, so if this this game, and he said, it's not a bad thing that, that this game is turning into a Hispanic game. But he said, you know, if you're not willing to work as an American to get better at baseball, he said, I can tell you from personal experience of staying in Cuba and Dominican Republic. These kids wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock, when the sun rises. They'll go practice baseball for two hours. Then they'll go to school for five or six hours, and then they'll come back out and practice until – Dusk. With cardboard boxes on their hands. And no lights inside these buildings, and it's 112 degrees. Our kids aren't doing that. They're not doing that. And, you know, you're paying way too much money for travel ball and nice uniforms. Yes. And and bats that help their their, their hitting. Work is what works. Yep. There's no substitute for it. There's no substitute for work. And that's, you know, anybody that's complaining right now about how Hispanic the major league is getting, if you've got a kid and you want him to be a major leader, don't don't, don't let him sit and play Fortnite. Mm Mm-mm. 
because those kids don't down there don't have Fortnite. Yeah, don't skip leg day. Don't don't yeah. don't, don't week out in the weight room. <laughs> it's you know the cream rises to the top, and people that appreciate baseball and good baseball, and then owners who want to win, and GMs that want to win, they're not going to sign that American kid who's a halfway. Yeah, they're going to sign that Hispanic kid who has nothing, and is willing to work his tail off to do whatever it is to put food on the table. You're right. You're right. Well. So. One baseball discussion leads me to another. We okay. mentioned it earlier, and I yeah. want you to give me a rundown of the Tupelo 49ers <laughs> schedule this summer. What y'all got going on? Well, we had to get unique, obviously. We're playing some teams, and I'm excited, too, that we've never played before. Uh, I'm still fielding phone calls from pe- people that want to play a doubleheader, maybe, or join our tournament. Um, but we've got four local weekends. Okay. Next weekend, we started off like we do every year. We're going to go to Pontotoc going to be a great crowd, great atmosphere like it always is. Play them on Friday night, and then we're playing two more games on Sunday, and our junior team's over there as well. Uh, and then the following weekend, we're hosting a round robin right over here at Tupelo High. Uh, got some teams, like I said, that normally we're playing a team from Leeds, Alabama that I've never heard of. That's where Charles Barkley's from. That's, that's exactly that's right. Leeds, I knew when he said that. I was like, God, why do I know a, that? Such a knucklehead. <laughs> but <laughs> Tuscaloosa, Leeds – uh, Pontotoc, and then p- possibly Mayfield, Kentucky, okay. are all coming next weekend to play at our I place. Love Kentucky. Well, let me keep going here. Okay. Uh, Please do. The, and then the next three weekends, we are traveling, uh, honoring commitments we've had to tournaments. We're going to Troy, Alabama for the first time to play in the post-70 Invitational. Great competition. Is there a sister tournament in Troy, Mississippi, or just Troy? No, just, just, just the, the Fish House not Classic. Not that I know of. Okay. Uh, but if there ever is a Fish House Classic, I need to be contacted. Man, I'm going to be real. I miss the fish house. I do too. I miss all fish houses. <sighs> that's for that's for the next podcast. Very much so. Yeah, we got to start lining some stuff. We up. do fish house. Another fish house, fish house Friday is coming up. Yeah, but um, then we're going to Gonzales, Louisiana. Okay, uh, and it, it actually may be moved closer to New Orleans based on uh, I talked to the coach yesterday, but it's uh, Louisiana does Legion baseball maybe better than anybody as far as it's a real deal structure there. and talent and you know cooperation and and. It, they, they just got it going on, and, and I've got good friends in the coaching business down there that we've coached against for several years, and we're going down there, and we may go 0-4, we may go 4-0, and but we know that every game is going to be a dogfight. And they're all going to know you were there. Oh, you yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, I mean, they they, know, they wouldn't invite us if they didn't think we could yeah. compete, so we'll do that. And then the following weekend, my good friend Brent Hebner, uh, who's the head coach at Jackson Prep, you know, with the MHSA having, you know, certain guidelines, he's agreed to let uh, us, me and Coach Browning, uh, Pontotoc and Tupelo to travel down to Jackson on July 4th weekend and play Friday night against the best two teams in Louisiana, the uh, Southland Hogs and Gauthier Amidi Gonzalez Wombats. So really? We're going to play two on Friday and two on Saturday. Everybody's going to get some cool names. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. I like that. I know you got the Red Sox, the 49ers, the Wombats, and Southland Hogs. <laughs> so it's, it, yeah, but it's. <laughs> two of those teams are from Cajun country. Yeah, oh, it, obviously, which which ones are so. And then sure. uh, the following weekend, we host the second annual King City Classic. I want it to be a huge deal. Uh, we're in the works of getting with people. Let me come throw out first pitch at that thing. Do it. All right, let me know the day. Do it. I'll come up there. We're going to try to do one every day. So. I'll throw my knuckler. We got we got good catchers. Okay, We're I know. Fine. He can he, 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 he <laughs> drop and block. He'll make you look good regardless. <laughs> But uh, we got that, and then the following weekend, we're actually venturing out into some new territory. We're going to Mayfield, Kentucky. I've never been. Okay. Uh, but what I understand, it's about an hour north of Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, about a three-hour and 10, 15-minute drive. Just on the other side of the state line. Right? Literally right yeah. on the other side of the state time. We're playing at an old university called Mid-Continent. Okay. Uh, I think they lost their school charter, but uh, the Legion coach up there has been given permission to use the field, keep it up. So he's we're playing at an old college campus, and then the last weekend, and I'm still got to get with Coach Browning because we are the last two, you know, quote unquote, Legion teams left. We want to do something for our kids, the area, give them something to play for. So we're we're in the talks about doing a five game series, one at Pontotoc, one at Tupelo, one at ICC, one at Northeast, you know. So, and and our good friend Adam Gore has been in contact with me lately. He has agreed, and we're still working out the kinks to live stream all of our home games. That's cool, man. So. People that can't get out, if we go over capacity and you can't come, it'll be available to you for free. So That's awesome. I'm proud of y'all. I'm going to make sure I catch some games this summer. Please do, man. We'd love to have you for Guess sure. Guest DJ Uncle BB up in the uh, press it. box for I need sure. It so bad. You can come sit with Adam and call the game with him if you Ooh, like. Ooh, okay. Man, I don't know if Adam the world. And the girls will be up there doing the scoreboard. I don't know if the world is ready for me and Adam Gore on a uh, non-affiliated <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> I don't have to be so correct. Right. Um, yeah, right, man. But all right, well, there's one more bit of sports information going on or sports news here in Tupelo that I want to talk about real fast. And before we wrap things up, 
the transformation possibility at Bel Air Golf Course in uh, Tupelo. A friend of the podcast, a uh, friend of Blue Delta, and uh, my Twitter account, George Jones. Yes. There was a good article. And uh, tell me a little bit about, about what you read in that article. In the so, day. based on what I understand, he is trying to reinvigorate Bel Air. Once what was the crown jewel golf course of Northeast Mississippi years and 30, 40 years ago, the original country club, I think it was 1970 when it moved out to Belden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a beautiful facility for what it's they, worth. It's not, it's not uh, anything in a slight, but uh, based on how I read it, he's making it a, not a private course, not a public course, but kind of an in-between. You know, if you're, if you're private, you, 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 I mean, you can, you could be a member and then at the same time, you can also walk up and just take your clubs, clubs right. out and play. But uh, revamping the course, doing dirt work, making it a little bit more difficult, but still player friendly. Uh, and I mean, you've known, and I've told you, you know, on the last couple of podcasts, I've, that's what I've been doing. And, yeah. and the, during the pandemic, is playing a lot of golf. And uh, I have played the most of my golf at Bel Air. I've played rounds with friends. I've played by myself. As it stands right now, it is a great little course, but it would be even more amazing to open it back up, you know, like rethink how it's designed and, and the, the idea is brilliant and, and, and it needs to get enough people behind it to where it can be another destination golf. Cause it will help grow the other golf courses. It will, it will force them to say, all right, we've got to get on our game because this new Bel Air course. And if I was George Jones, I don't necessarily know that I would change the name of Bel Air because it's historical. Right. There's still signage up, but I would make it something that's cool to Tupelo. Like right. the, uh, the Presley Nines at Bel Air Golf Course, or you know, I, I would love to see something like that and yeah. commemorate something that is Tupelo specific, kind of like the same vein that they do with the guitars downtown and the, the right. designs. Like, you know, have have a whole dedicated to this, have a, and like make it a real Tupelo thing. And I, and I think he'll do that. I really do. He, it's it's a brilliant idea. It's uh it's something that you can tell people in the golf world, and I'm not I don't consider myself in the golf world, but. It's something that people in the golf world is like, you know what, I want something new. You know, we got the Country Club, we got Big Oaks, we got Natural Trace. They're all great in their own right. And then the local, you know, county surrounding courses are good too. But let's do something new. Let's see what happens, you know. And, and, and I think people support it. I really do. I agree. I agree. So, I'm looking forward to that. I'm proud of what they're doing. Uh, he, The first a time or two with Josh and Nick and I kind of met with him, He's, he mentioned a long time ago, or, you know, I say a long time ago, a year or so ago, and we all kind of crossed paths, that he thought Bel Air – was one of the best golf courses and had the most potential of anything oh, around. Man, like pound for pound, it's just, I mean, and it's in a beautiful old neighborhood. It is. And not far like, from our guy Kevin. No, not at all. Not at all. And, like, I mean, there's that's that's what people that are not from Tupelo that I tell them, like, if I'm riding with them in a car, I explain to them, this is the old money neighborhood in Tupelo. Mm-hmm. This is where people that were, I mean, because it was the country club. Lakeshore over there, is that what's Lakeshire's on Lakeshire. the north side of it. It's yeah. uh. Oh gosh, I can't think of the road, but it's right here. It's a one a mile yeah. and a half for me. If yeah. you cross McCullough by St. Luke Church and you keep right. going up to by the Legion Post, it's yeah. you take a right and there's Bel Air Golf Course. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 a it is beautiful as it stands right now. But with with a little bit more work, it could be it could be an right. amazing event. It could yeah. be it could be a big deal for as, sure. As long as George keeps it where I can play from one fairway over to the right. Me and him's gonna be That's slick. That's why I love this course. <laughs> be slick because I am always I can, to the right. I can I can slice, I can draw, and I can still have a decent look at the I, green. I do it all unintentionally. Yes, for sure, for sure. But it's 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 a big project, and I know it's gonna have some obstacles and everything. But I'm excited about it, man. Hopefully, Tupelo can get behind it. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, all right. Before we wrap this thing up, tell me what you got going on in the next week or so. What's going on with you? Uh, well. I'm mobilizing a nurse Monday. Uh, she, I'm not mobilizing her myself, but I got one graduating Monday, so we'll see her off to, to Missouri. It's That's been a real – I never knew how much joy I would get out of seeing somebody learn how to drive in three weeks and then go and save the world as a nurse. That's, that's really cool. And then uh, baseball starts up this next weekend. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm meeting with my parents this afternoon. So, I'm about to be Baseball Mac for two months. You know, That's, that's a cool it's, nickname for you, by the way. <laughs> I'm on, I've got like a million. I know. McKin- McKinsley's my favorite. McKinsley. <laughs> but but no, uh yeah, I, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to have my mind occupied and focused on something other than what to do each day. Right. I know what I'm gonna do. I've got, I've got to go to work, I gotta coach baseball and that's that's what I'm doing. So Tonight uh, we got the uh, we got a blue delta 
SEAL Team 662, which was our uh, our unofficial name, making the uh, the mask for that. that There's that no thing. reason why we don't have T-shirts. We're having point. a uh, we're having a big celebration party tonight. I think, SEAL I think, Team 662. Yeah. Brian, I got a T-shirt guy. I think you know how I feel about man. Stuff I like think this. we're about three million masks in. That's possibly. Incredible. I, I, incredible. I'm probably overshooting that number, but I think it's something like that. And, Man, we're still making them. You know, we got, we got, we're still making blue jeans. We're doing all kind of stuff there. I got that going on, and then I'll tell you a funny story. Tuesday at noon, I'm going to the orth, uh, the oral surgeon. Really? Yeah, I'm getting five teeth pulled. Oh my gosh! Four wisdom teeth, and then a wisdom tooth, and the and a molar. Are in they the coming in? Two of them have been in. All right, so I'm gonna tell you a sad story, a funny story too. Um, when I, I lived with my mother until the going into the seventh grade. My mom was the greatest mom of all time. Right. I mean, she was on top for me. You yeah, know, sure. She was on top of that stuff. I went to the dentist twice a year. I went to the doctor every six months. You know, same as the thing. Yeah. Uh, haircut appointments every two weeks. Oh, yeah. But uh, the last dentist appointment I had in the sixth grade that spring, the dentist was like, hey, Brian, man, your teeth look great. Going to have to get you some braces. Okay. I was a sixth grader. It's 25 years ago. That summer, I moved in with my father, and he lived in Indianola and coached at the private school. Yeah. And he had no dental insurance. So maybe no insurance at all, health insurance. So I, I go there, and I was like, hey, Dad, I'm moving in with him. I said, just want to let you know, we got to set up me a dental appointment schedule, and i got to get some braces. We were sitting in the kitchen. My dad said, open your mouth real quick. He said, bite down for me. Let me see your teeth. I showed him my teeth. He goes, oh, man, you don't need no braces. Oh, boy. So that started like a pattern. I didn't go to the dentist. And then I didn't go to the dentist. And then I didn't go to the dentist. Well, now here I am at 37. I was 12 the last time I went. So now I am at 37, and I got two wisdom teeth that have probably been in for over a decade. But mm. now they're moving. Uh. And they're pushing my teeth. And then one of them has kind of dug into a back tooth, and it's kind of getting to the nerve. So i got to pull that one. And then on the other side, they haven't come through, but they've laid over on their side. Oh, man. So we got to get them. So anyway, that's happening Tuesday. So sometime around Tuesday at noon... I gotta get five so speaking people. Speaking of nicknames, you're gonna be mashed potato. Brian I'm gonna be for the month mashed of June. potato, Brian. And um, <laughs> I'm tough uh, with pain and stuff, so that's probably why I haven't gone to the dentist for so long because yeah. these teeth didn't hurt me, but they should have been. I'm gonna try to be back at work Thursday morning. We're gonna see. Good for you. But I'm gonna try to be back there. I'm gonna try to to do what I can. And another big thing. Corleone at work. Another big morning. I'll be hopped up on some painful. jeans as good as we can today. But there's another big thing going on Wednesday, and this is probably the biggest thing of the week. Uh, My second best friend on the planet is a seven-year-old furry black cat named Murray. Uh and his seventh birthday is Wednesday. Nice. I, amidst uh, food, sur- uh, dental surgery and not being able to eat actual food, I'm going to throw uh, Mr. Murray Cosmo a seventh birthday party. What Got kind him. of food is going to be involved in this? I'm going to make him, I'm going to grill him a burger. I mean, not a burger, a, uh, a steak. And uh, I've gotten 24 cookies made from the cakery in Oxford of Murray's likeness that he can't eat any of, that I can't eat any of. So we're going to have uh, Rotel and chips and cookies and steak. And uh, his Murray's favorite drink, Murray loves unsweet tea. Really? I know it sounds crazy, but if I put an unsweet tea glass on the on the table, He's like, gonna drink it. he tries to drink it. So I'm going to give him a little bit of unsweet tea in his, bottle, in his bowl. But, yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited about celebrating his birthday. The things we do for our animals. I'm a cat dad. It is what it is. But yeah. that's what I got going on. But, man, the... It's been a fun week, uh, yes. and it's been a good podcast with you. I'm glad we got to catch up. I actually don't have much going on right now, yeah. So I'm actually going to go home and upload it immediately. Good, which man. is the first time I've ever done that. I, I think so. I will most certainly get ready to listen to it on the walks with these guys. That's what I've. Mo- I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I've told you this before. The thing I have enjoyed most, uh, and it's hard to enjoy a pandemic, but it's literally just getting outside and walking my dogs. Man, I walk around the block. You're a good man. They and love they, it. They, now they're sleep. Oh, they're all old, so it's like the only exercise they get all day is walking around. Like so they get so fired up, but no, I, I have absolutely enjoyed that, man. And that's when I usually, right when you upload the podcast, I'll listen to it and then I'll put it out there. I, I'll try know, to get one up quick for you, so you can no, have it on your next one. Awesome, and I may even do it tonight if for sure. if, if I if I walk sure. them again. Well, wrap us up, Chief. Folks, we appreciate you as always listening uh, to our podcast. We're here. We're not going anywhere. Um, in times of uncertainty in times of of 
diversity and adversity and all the adversities. We're here, and we're going to continue to be here. You can find us on Spotify, Twitcher, or what is it? Spotify. I always forget that Stitcher. One. Stitcher and, and, and Fireside. Fireside. Yeah. Um, but, folks, we want you to keep listening to us, make suggestions. You know, we're, we're here for that. We're going to do a podcast regardless of what you think. And if you don't like something we said, we want to hear it. We're big boys. We can handle it. Uh, but send all um, positive things to BD Baldwin 24. Send your negative requests to at McKinley Holland. <laughs> Please do. Please do. We will address them. We will talk about what you want to hear. And if not, we're going to talk about what's going on and what's happening. That's the namesake for our podcast. But, folks, be safe out there. Be kind to each other. And most importantly, listen to each other. Because when you're talking, you can't hear. And that's, that's, that's a big thing. So when you listen to other people, what their problems are, you know, it, it solves a lot more. You learn a lot more. You never learn by talking. You learn by listening. And I think that's something that this country desperately needs right now. Uh, but we're going to be here for that. We're going to talk more about that as we go and hopefully more positive things as we can. So, And, you know, on my side, I'm going to let Matt round it up. But I want to say everybody love everybody and be empathetic to one another. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes at this time. As hard as that may be. You've got to look in the mirror and say, what kind of person do I want to be today, every day when you get up? And uh, you do that, you'll get a lot more clarification about you than you will of what's going on in the world. But again, y'all, thank you for listening. And uh, be nice and continue to wash your hands. You stay classy, Tupelo. Mm-hmm.